to removing the cake, the place where perfectionists remove our superhero cake and discuss what it's like to wear our various titles, hats, and masks. We can pick them up at the end of the show, but for now, let's all relax. Time to get into the show. Hey superheroes, welcome to the show. I am your host, Ty. Thank you for coming back for another week. I'm back, guys. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Without a dope beat to step to, step to, step to. Hey, if you don't recognize that and if you didn't just sing along with me, we're not friends. We're not family anymore. Um, I need you to hit stop right now. Uh, We're just, this relationship is over. (laughs) Total jokes. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, But seriously, I'm back. I have been in vacation mode uh, and full celebration mode for the last couple of weeks. On the last episode, we celebrated my birthday. And then um, last, this past Thursday was my three-year wedding anniversary. I unplugged and truly vacated guys we didn't go too far or do as much as we would have originally wanted because of corona but we really enjoyed ourselves we had beach time adventure time relaxation and all around great quality time we parasailed for the first time for both of us and it was so peaceful it was like sitting on a porch swing except your like several hundred feet in the air, minor difference. If you've never done it before, I I really, really beg you to try it. Uh, once we got back in the boat, I wanted to go back up in the air. It was so refreshing. While we were away, I turned off all my notifications and I didn't do any work at all. But today I'm back in the saddle and I love it. It feels good to be here behind the mic talking to you guys, sharing another episode with you. Please be sure to share this show with your friends and family and on social media. I appreciate you for coming back. But let's dig right into this week's topic. So let's start by getting the hard part out first. Say it with me. Just say it out loud wherever you are. Just say no. 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 (laughs) No. It's crazy how such a simple word has so much power. Now, if you're somewhere public or your other people are around you, they're probably going to think you're crazy because you're just yelling no. Um, So I apologize if you're currently getting some stares, but it's okay. (laughs) But the word no is one of the first words a toddler usually, usually learns to use. And many people see it as a negative thing. One day I was in a store and I heard someone say, Don't let them use that bad word to the parent of a toddler who was saying no. I remember thinking at that moment, I didn't know it was a bad word. Like they were really saying it as if it was profanity. I I didn't get involved because that wasn't my child. And the parent responded very well. I minded my business and I kept shopping. But I thought of that experience again when preparing for today's show. We are told from time to, to we are told from the time we can understand language that the word no is a bad thing to say. 
Now, I'm not going to get on my high horse and say that people should not encourage toddlers to expand their vocabulary. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is that the word no carries such a negative connotation that it doesn't matter the absolute necessity. When there's an absolute necessity to use it, there's always a pause before saying it. The the attention is always on the person who said no and the offense that it brings to the one on the other end of it instead of the offense of the question or request. Now, can we pause right there for a minute? Why is it that we are not able to judge the offense of a question or request? Some questions or statements are complete are completely offensive. They really are. It's not okay to ask someone when they are going to get married or going to have kids or even have more kids. It's not okay to tell someone you don't like something about their physical appearance or their choices in who they date or marry or apparel. Why? Because it's not your business. I think if the norm was to answer these questions in the same manner they are asked, people would think harder about their questions before they ask them. Okay, story time. Y'all want to hear a story? Like to hear, here go. Okay, so there was a lady who um, goes to my church who's always had something very mean or condescending to say to me every single time she would see me. She would usually criticize my clothes and say I was inappropriate, no matter what I had on. Mind you, she had an issue with a sweater I wore one time. A sweater, y'all. Like, a sweater. Okay. At any rate, this kind of thing literally went on for a couple of years with her often feeding negativity to me and me receiving it. As my husband and I started dating and got engaged, I told him about this person and our interactions. He encouraged me to stand up to her and reject that. Well, let's just say he put the battery in my bag and gave me the boost I needed to stop that foolishness. Without giving all the details, the last time she approached me with an out-of-pocket question or comment, she received that same energy back she gave. Now, I haven't had an issue with her since then. She's been very humble, meek, and mild with me since then. (laughs) Now, what's the point of the story time? Don't be upset when people give you the energy you gave them. And pivoting back to our subject for the week, sometimes we care more about how our response of no will impact the other person instead of ourselves. I am learning how and have been learning to say no in various areas of my life. And I want to share a few of them with you. Number one, I am learning to say no to things that drain me. We all know that person who just sucks the energy out of you as soon as you see their names pop up on the phone. That's before reading the text, before taking the phone call, before reading the email. When you just see the name, it's just a heaviness comes over you. I've learned how to use block or ignore ignore without feeling bad about it or even returning calls, texts, or emails at my leisure and not immediately if it's not something that is an emergency. I don't owe anyone else my peace. My peace is my responsibility. Our peace is our responsibility. 
We owe it to ourselves to reject things and spaces that drain us. We are no good to others if we have nothing for ourselves. There were some things that I knew right away that drained me. It took me a while to discover the others because I minimized their impact because they weren't as draining as something else. So I was able to figure it out because I made a list of the things that energized me. Things I always felt fueled by. People that lifted me up. And I noticed who and what wasn't on there. And that was an eye-opening way for me to clearly see what drained me and what I should minimize the time or space in other areas. Number two, I am learning to say no to requests that don't serve me. If someone makes a request of you, you there, are an op- there are options of answers. I know some people may be saying, well, of course there are, Ty. That's nothing newsworthy. That's not new. Well, listen, for those of us who have and sometimes still struggle with seeing anything besides yes as a viable option, my first step to saying no was my filtering system. I would ask myself, would this be overwhelming to do? Does this conflict with anything I have already planned? Can this easily get out of hand and become way more than requested? I will go through those questions and more that I developed as time went on. Recently, I've become more comfortable with the fact that I don't have to explain why I'm saying no to a request. An explanation is a courtesy that I may extend, but I'm not required to. I'm speaking from years of experience of being a yes woman. I have learned there are other options besides yes. My mom used to always tell me, start out the way you can hold out. That phrase became applicable in so many situations in my life. I experienced times where people were used to me always being available and always saying yes, that when I began to shift, it was difficult for both of us. It was difficult on both sides. They began to push back, not because me saying no was unreasonable, but they just weren't used to it. I was the one who was always available to do it. I will always be there. And I realized that if I wanted them to stop relying on me, I had to become unreliable. Not that I don't complete the things that I agreed to do, but I stopped being a crutch for every other area. It also made me think about certain people differently. For the most part, when I say, when I said no, or when, even when I say it now, it's not a big deal. Now, there are and have been a few times where it was. And that was the beginning of a shift in that particular place or relationship. I thought to myself, if the only way this place remains positive for everyone and all parties involved is if I say yes all the time, then that's not a place I want to be in. Or maybe not even the position that I am currently holding. Maybe something needs to shift. That's a place that doesn't value me as a person, but only what I can provide. That was a hard realization in a lot of areas, but it was necessary for me. As I enter new spaces and 
relationships, both personal and professional, I start out by setting better boundaries. I am not always available. I won't always answer the phone. I will not always find a solution to your every problem. That's not my role, even though it was a request. Number three, I am learning to say no to requests that were not asked of me. Now, you might be wondering, what in the world does that mean? Well, I feel like I used to be a chief volunteer. And some of you listening, I'm sure can identify with this. I would volunteer for anything that was needed. If I had the ability to do it, knowledge, or could even figure it out, I would take up the assignment. I would feel like it was my job, my personal responsibility to fulfill a need if no one stepped up in a room of five or 500. Kickstand here. That's part of where removing a cape originated. I put the expectation on myself to solve every problem, be what everyone needed, be a superhero. But that's self-centered, draining, and irresponsible to myself. I don't have to be the one to answer every problem. I am not saying that I no longer volunteer or utilize all of my talents. I'm just using them in a wiser way. I don't volunteer every time. I keep silent at moments when I would have previously spoken up. And guess what happens? That need is still fulfilled. The world will not fall apart because I am not holding it together. I'm not God. I don't have to keep an entire organization or company or nonprofit or family or whatever it may be, whatever your world or aspect of world, you don't have to keep it together. It's not our sole responsibility to carry all the weight. And if it is, and there are other people around that can carry the weight, then things have to be reevaluated. Sometimes, and I learned this from my personal experience, sometimes we aren't showing that we're overwhelmed or overworked or need help. So no one offers help. Or we look like we have it together. We're moving around like a duck. We're cool up top, but freaking out underneath. And... People can't tell that we're crumbling under the pressure. They can't tell that we need help. Or, hey, they're like, I know Ty's going to take care of it. Or I know Ty's going to volunteer. Oh, well, Ty already volunteered. I, I don't have to worry about it now. If we don't share the weight, no one else can carry it. If we don't take something off and give it to someone else, they have nothing else to carry. And we... I have learned that there are times where I didn't say no in situations that I volunteered myself in and I may have been taken advantage in that situ- advantage of in that situation but I volunteered my way in. Oh sure I'll help and then it became something bigger and grander that I'm wondering how I got into this. Oh my gosh, they're taking advantage of me but I volunteered my way in and I looked like I had it all together and I took care of it and they never knew I was freaking out. 
I learned to speak up and when not to speak. (laughs) Number four, I am learning to say no to doubting myself. (sighs) I had to take a pause after that one. That little voice of doubt in our heads that questions whether or not something will work or the vision will end up as desired, we hear it, but it can't rule our lives. In this constant journey of removing the cape, I am walking in my fears and embracing places and things that scare me, things that make me feel inadequate or ill-prepared simply because of my fear of failure. I'll use parasailing for this example. My initial assumption of parasailing that it would be similar to a roller coaster experience. I saw the height and the movement and assumed that it would be accelerated chaos with adrenaline rushing all over the place. It was the total opposite. The takeoff was so smooth. As my husband and I got to the top, we laughed and looked at each other and then said, This is it. We were at peace. Somehow, This activity that was assumed to be pure chaos made us relax. Both of us thought it would be noisy, but we could hear each other so clearly. It was quiet, just like swinging on the porch on a nice Sunday morning. I can relate that to some of my professional experiences. I assumed that they would be crazy or that I wasn't prepared. I thought I was preparing myself for all the possible outcomes. But instead, I was worrying myself to death because of the doubt. If we let our fear and assumptions control us, we would not have the experience. uh, We would not have experienced that level of peace that parasailing brings. That's the same for our self-doubt and other aspects of our lives. We talk ourselves out of an experience before it begins. You all know that this podcast is something I have doubted and at times still doubt myself about whether or not I can do it, but I can't let that control me anymore. And I have all of you keeping me accountable, saying, hey, where's the new episode? Hey, can't wait to hear next week's. And I appreciate that. I'm still working on that doubt and moving in other areas of my life. But I'm going to do it. I'm doing my best. I want to hear from you. What are you learning to say no to? Hit me up on social media. Let me know. The inspirational segment this week is dedicated to Queen B. That's right. We are talking about Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter today. Now, we all know her as a superstar performer, and she's one of my favorite artists. But that's not what I want to focus on today. I want to look at Beyonce the businesswoman. In her 2013 documentary, Life is But a Dream, She talks about her transition from being simply an artist to managing herself herself after she fired her father. She says, 
my father taught me so much about being a businesswoman and I'm understanding him a lot now. And I think I've realized that business and being polite doesn't match. You can be fair, but me being polite was not me being fair to myself, end quote. I was reminded of that segment of the documentary as I was preparing for this week's episode. I thought about my experiences and conversations I've had with other people, and it came to me that the desire to be polite was the reason we didn't say no as often as we should, or at least part of it. We want to be nice and to be light, but this sometimes comes at the detriment of ourselves. I know we know her music, signature dance moves, and iconic philanthropic efforts. But today, I challenge you to remember her words. Be fair, but understand that there are times when being polite to others will not be fair to you. And you owe it to yourself to be fair. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show and tune in again next week. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Share with a friend or family member and follow us on social media at Removing the Cake. Check out our website at www.removingthecake.com. Whatever superhero cape you have to pick up and wear today, I hope it's a bit lighter and your smile's a little brighter. See you next week.